On today's episode of the Rundown Podcast, we are talking about friendship. And I don't mean with your bro, I mean with your spouse. Yeah, we want to help marriages become friends with benefits. One of the most important aspects of the marriage is the friendship, because when the friendship gets better, everything in the marriage gets better. So we're gonna talk today about how to be friends with your spouse. F is for friends who do stuff together, and U is, you better watch this episode. Let's do so it. So just F you, that's all? N is for... Hey, what's up, guys? You are watching the Rundown Podcast. My name is Byron. I'm the lead pastor at Redemption Church, and I'm joined, as always, by my boy, Trevor, the voice of a horse, Knox. Trevor, what's wrong with your voice? I lost my voice over the weekend, and it's a terrible time to do that. It's because you weren't paying attention to Song of Solomon, and your wife throat punched you, isn't it? I got a good old cross shop for (laughs) not paying attention to my Bible enough. But it is not due to COVID. There is no coronavirus in you, right? The we're kid good. feels great. We're good. Yeah, you just throat got so much. You just got throat punched by your wife. Yeah, and it's because you weren't doing one of three things: reading your Bible, praying together, oh, come on, dude. <laughs> and going to church together. You did not go to church I, this Sunday. I did not go to church Sunday. It's okay. I'm going to take you to church right now. Dude, let's go. We're going to gonna get into the rundown, and we're going to study the book Song of Solomon. But before we do that, go ahead, do us a favor. As always, like, comment, subscribe, and share this video or the podcast. Whether you listen online, whether you watch on YouTube, or if you're in person. Person. Hey, nice to see you. But either way, we're going to dive into Song of Solomon today, and we're going to talk about one of the most important aspects that's oftentimes overlooked in relationships and marriage, and that is friendship. Uh, one of the big ideas that we've been teaching through Song of Solomon is that when the friendship gets better, everything else in the marriage gets better as well. So we're going to talk about friendship. In fact, the Bible actually opens up with friendship. Uh, Christians don't normally talk a lot about friendship and, uh, maybe that's why Christians are so weird is because pastors don't teach over, uh, what it means to be a friend, have a friend, make a friend and to develop lasting friendships. Uh, but the Bible really is a story over friendship. I mean, it opens up in the book of Genesis, uh, with a friendship, the Trinity in the beginning, God, like God, the father, God, the son, God, the spirit. They were, uh, they're, they're friends. There's mutual respect, adoration, joy within the Trinity. God makes us so that way we can be friends with him. Adam and Eve walk with God in the cool of the evening. Uh, and, and so in the garden, so that's a friendship. Whenever Adam, uh, God made Adam, he said it's not good for Adam to be alone. He's the only thing in creation that was not good. And so he made a helper fit for him. That word helper in the Hebrew is the word ezer, which uh, translates as companion or better translated as a friend. That before Adam and Eve were married, God made them to be friends. And so for you in your marriage, God actually wants you to be friends And then that leads us into Song of Solomon. There's a verse in here where she says, my lover and my friend. I think that's a beautiful definition of what marriage is, that you are to be lovers and you are to be friends. And if you think about it, this is why it's so important. And I love that the Bible really touches on this. If you think about it, you were friends before you were ever spouses. Right before you were, you know, married to your wife, y- y'all were friends together. Before I was married to my wife, we were we were friends. But what happens in many marriages, mine included, I'm sure it's happened in yours, 
Um, and if it hasn't yet, it's going to, so you better pay attention. Uh, and if it hasn't been yours yet, just wait. It's going to happen. Because when you start adding a whole bunch of different things into, the, into your life, it's really easy for the friendship to begin to take a backseat. That work and bills and school and kids and um, hobbies, extracurricular activities, um, just the busyness, the hurry, the worry, the hustle of life ends up uh, drowning out the friendship. And that's why relationships become really distant uh, because they stopped working on the friendship. So in this episode, uh, we really just want to give you a biblical worldview of what a friend is and then how you and your spouse can begin to work and to develop the friendship. Uh, one of the things that I admire so much about Trevor and Kayla, that's your wife, um, one of the things I love is y'all are like genuinely friends. Like y'all really like being around each other. Hallelujah. Is that cool? Yeah, that's the good. best. Yeah, you would describe your, your relationship <clears throat> as a friendship first, right? Undeniably. We are, we're, you know, most couples have to say that, but I can genuinely say she is my best friend. Yeah, you always come into the office and you're like, Kayla said the funniest stuff this morning. And you're always telling some crazy story about, you know, you and your wife and uh, and all the shen- shenanigans that you guys do throughout the day. So what is it? Why do you think um, Song of Solomon places such an emphasis on friendship? I mean, what, what's your take on that? Because with any like long lasting romance, if you don't have friendship, doesn't exist. It won't last. Yeah. Right? Because we kind of like we've talked about before, um, when you seek a companion, the first thing you see, of course, is each other physically. Right. Yeah. So you're going to be attracted to looks, mm-hmm. but to give any value to that or to any longevity of that, you have to be friends. You have to be able to get along together. You have to be able to mesh. Right. Yeah. Cause eventually the looks are going to fade. I mean, that's what Proverbs talks about that, uh, beauty is fleeting, right? Um, gravity sets in <laughs> <It'll> gravity. <laughs> and gravity sets in, you know, and, uh, like the twin, you know, the twin fawns that we read about in Song of Solomon. They're the, friends. Your two breasts, your, your twin fawns, the twins of a gazelle. The twin fawns, gravity kicks in as you get older, become the twin falls, right? <laughs> they stop being baby deer and they stop being, they start being Bambi's mom. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you have a few kids um, and like my hair's like turning gray. Uh, I've probably put on like 30 pounds since we got married. I mean, uh, for me personally, it's like, like I don't look the same that I did whenever me and Ashley met when we were 19 and Ashley don't look the same that she did when we met when we were 19 and we're not even the same people that we were whenever we met. We've met Jesus. Um, we've matured. We, we graduated through college. We've had kids. We've gone through hurts and hardships and the looks um, are still important. And I still think Ashley's absolutely beautiful. Uh, but it's the friendship that's really sustained the longevity of the relationship because I don't think we could have gone through any of the things that we've been through um, without having the the friendship as as the main priority that gets us through all of that. And that's what uh, Song of Solomon's saying is like, this is my lover and this is my my friend. And so what we want to do today is we want to just give you uh, a few things uh, about friendship and why friendship is so important and how we can be better friends with our spouse. This is the way God wants it to be. Uh, they were doing like a survey. The same guy who did the four horsemen, John Gottman out of the Gottman Institute out of the University of Washington, he said that um, out of the survey, uh, he, he identifies with a 95% success rate couples that are going to divorce. But he says the couples that make it have one quality is that they report that their spouse is their best friend. 70% of uh, marriages that report the highest marital satisfaction, they report that their spouse is their number one 
best friend. I think that's what everybody wants out of a relationship. They, they want somebody that they can do life with, that they can laugh, they can enjoy, they can get along with, they can tolerate, even through the bad times. They want somebody who's going to be there with them and be their friend. And so if you're dating, this is great advice. You want to marry somebody who's your friend. If you are married, I want you to work on the friendship. And if your marriage is struggling, I want you to remember why you married them in the first place. You married them because they were your friend. So we got to get back to that friendship. So how do we be a better friend? Uh, the book of Proverbs actually says, if one wants to have a friend, they first must be a friend. So that's really just the, the first key point, right? If you want to work on the friendship with your spouse, don't be the one who's demanding your spouse to be your friend because that's selfish. That's not really how friendship works. If you want your spouse to be your friend, then you need to be a friend to your spouse. And so we came up with a little acronym that we're going to uh, walk through to describe what a friend is because everybody's confused about friends, right? Yeah. It's really, I mean, uh, you have, how many Facebook friends do you have, Trevor? Not as many as you, but yeah, probably no. like 4,000, 3,000. I, I have, I have 4,996 Facebook friends. And I know probably 17 of them. Yeah. And I have like, you know, four or 5,000 followers on Instagram, you know, uh, but that doesn't mean any of them are going to show up to my house for a birthday party. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully none of, none of them do, because none of them are from my, really my friends. I mean, uh, I got church members and, and different things. Um, just, you know, off the top of my head, uh, we've had several conversations about this. Um, just because you know somebody doesn't mean you're your friend. Yeah. You know, you might breathe the same air as them, but that doesn't mean that they're your friend. And it's okay to say that. It is okay. Yeah. I mean, and for my life, I have, um, you know, I have, I have you know, staff members I have uh, church members. Um, we have deacons and leaders. I have acquaintances. I have uh, mutual peers. Uh, peers, yeah, colleagues. But I really think I only have in my life like four or five like people who I would be able to say like this is my friend. Yeah. Um. And 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 then out of that, even more intimate in in a sense is my friendship with my wife and Ashley has a right and role in my life that nobody else has. It's a friendship unlike any other friendship. And so because so many people are so confused around the subject of friendship, we wanted to kind of give an acronym uh, to be able to help understand what friendship is. Uh, And so I'm going to spell it out. Can you spell friends? Spell it out. F-R-I-E-N-D-S. F-R-I-E-N-D-S. Did you, (laughs) I was thinking about that as we were doing the acronym. Uh, Is the Friends logo, like from the TV show, is that an acronym? Because there's dots in between each of the letters. I have no idea what that would stand for. Yeah, I don't know. If you know, if you know if Friends is an acronym, go ahead and just drop that in the comment. F-R-I-E-N-D-S. Did you ever notice that, that there's dots in between? I'm going to go with no. You never noticed that? (laughs) No. Pull it up on your phone. I've seen it. You've seen it. There's like dots. There's dots in between it. So is that, is that just like... Is that just like special like graphic design from the nineties or is that is it an acronym for something? I think that's just some sick graphics for the nineties. Yeah, with their papyrus font for the yes. friends and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well we're gonna get into the if you could figure out if that's true or not, we'll let you know by the end of the episode. Uh the first is uh the first the F Again, I'm in, gonna go with no. <laughs> the F in friends is uh is for fruitful. Okay, so whenever God's given the um the 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 definition of marriage right in the Genesis one he says that he was gonna so he tells them to be fruitful and multiply to subdue the earth and to fill it now normally what people want to do with a verse like this is they say see God says you have to have a lot of babies go have as many babies as you can like I'm all for making babies um, 
I have two of them, and hopefully by God's grace, we can have several more by the time that we're done. I, I think it's a great way to grow the church, and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> but, uh, but I know a lot of really amazing couples who have really great friendships that do not have kids. Me and Ashley, we had um, uh, many years of infertility and uh, miscarriages before we had our two daughters. Um, you know, pregnancy is something that doesn't come uh, easily for us, and so we praise God for the two that we have. But um, that would mean that for the first nine years or eight years of our marriage, we were unfruitful. Right. And I know a lot of people, like yourself included, uh, like you and Kayla don't have kids yet. And so that would mean that, oh, you're disqualified from having a good friendship in a marriage. Like you're, you don't have a better marriage because you don't have any kids. And you have to wait until you have kids until your marriage can actually get better. Like that's not really what I believe that that's saying. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because there's people who have infertility. There's people who... Um, you know, uh, through miscarriages or different reasons, life stages, seasons, who they don't have kids, but that doesn't disqualify them from having a good marriage. What I believe this means by fruitful, theologically, this section of scripture is what's known as the uh, the cultural mandate. Uh, and what God's actually saying is like, hey, build a life together. That's what he's saying. He's like, okay, go and build a life together. Go create something special and, um, and go accomplish something big. That's what he's trying to tell me. And that's what marriage is. Marriage is uh, a man and a woman who want to accomplish great things for God together. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's kind of what being fruitful would reply. So how does that, how does that work out for you and for, uh, <clears throat> for Kayla? It comes down to being honest with having a, a shared vision. Yeah. And then wanting to be able to support each other That's in good. those visions. That's right? good. Yeah. Yeah, I got it from you. Okay. If, if you push them together. <laughs> but having a shared vision, me and my wife talk about this a lot. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, it opens up new avenues of like, first off, a discussion of like, hey, what do you actually want? You know, right. where do you feel like the Lord is leading you to build your life up to, mm -hmm. you know? And once we have that shared vision, we can help each other get there. Absolutely. And you want to help her accomplish what God has for her right. as she wants to help you accomplish what God has for you. And you can do those things together. One of the things that um, I get asked a lot is like, how did you get Ashley to want to be a pastor's wife? Well, I didn't have to get her to do that because when God called me in the ministry, God also called her yeah. and we had this shared vision. She's like, okay, Byron, I know, I know you're called. I am right there with you. Let's go and do this thing together. Because if you, you know, if I wanted to be a pastor and let, let's say like she wanted to do something completely different, um, and it would have led us in two different directions, that's not a shared vision, that's division. And so you want to have these honest conversations in your marriage. When was the last time you shared your dreams with your spouse? When was the last time you shared your hopes and aspirations? You know, for those of you who are dating, you want to have this honest conversation like, hey, where do you want to go? Me and Ashley, before we got married, we actually almost broke up. I know. I don't know if I've ever shared this story publicly, but I know I've told you um, because I was going through to college and Ashley, she just kind of is like, you know, I think um, I've been really thinking about joining the military. And I said, hey, that's awesome. I don't want to be a military family. Yeah. And she was like, really? I was like, yeah, but if you want to do that, that's fine. But I just want you to know, like, I'm not going there. And I, I don't want to do that. If that's what you want, you have that right to break up with me and go and join the military. Did I ever tell you this? No. Oh, okay. And so she wanted to join the military. It's like, you have that right if that's what you want. I picture Ashley as but, a Marine. But that's not what I want. She wanted to do an Air Force, uh -huh. but that's not what I want. And so we had to like work through this. Like, do we want to be together? If so, then, you know, we're going to have to sacrifice on both ends. And so we came up with a shared vision and it really got us moving forward to have this conversation about what it means for us to be fruitful in our marriage because we want to have a shared vision together. Yeah. We want to be fruitful together. Yeah. And, um, and, and so, 
um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what, it, but there's offer other opportunities where I could have moved to Washington, could have moved to Colorado, could have moved to Austin. And I chose not to make those moves because I would rather be with her. Yeah. And so we just both had to make sacrifices for right. these things. Right. And so. it's usually little things, right? Yeah. Or joining the military. Yeah, it could be huge things yeah. like that, but yeah. it's the little things that get you there. Right. That yeah. You're going to have to sacrifice along the way. Have these honest conversations. The second one is reciprocal. Uh, she says, I am my beloved's and he is is mine. And so it's a give and take relationship. It's about two servants together, like a, a really bad relationships, two selfish people. Yeah. Like if you have like two selfish people together, it's like a head-on collision. But if you have a, uh, a selfish person and a servant together, well, that's kind of like an abusive relationship because one person's taking and giving and one person's like a doormat and they're getting walked all over Parasitic. all the time. Parasitic, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's really unhealthy. Uh, and then the last one is just two servants. It's a beautiful marriage. I am my mm. beloved's and he is mine. Can I serve you? Can I love you? Can I bless you? Can I, can I humbly serve and bless and love you? And so it's just two servants together and it makes a beautiful marriage. I've never seen two humble nations go to war. You know, I mean, if you think about it, like every nation that goes to war is like pride, right? But in marriage, that's two, two humble people who love and there's not a lot of fighting that goes on, yeah. you know? And so it's all about just being reciprocal. It's, it's not 50-50. That's what some people say. It's marriage is 50-50, but no, it's really not. Marriage is 100%, 100% that you're given all of you and they're given all of them to be able to make it work. Uh, and that's that reciprocal relationship together. Right. And that's, again, just like healthy friendships. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I mean, this is applied to pretty much. Yeah, um, not just your wife, not just your girlfriend, but. Yeah, yeah. You know. it, it could be. These are applicable to real genuine friendships as yes. well. Yeah. Uh, the other one, the next one is a little bit dicey when applying it to other. It's, it's just intimacy. Yeah. But intimacy doesn't always mean sex. Right. Right. I mean, intimacy is the Christian term for sex. Yeah. yeah. Right. We can't say sex. Yeah. Uh, I think I said, the other day I said, if the other day in the sermon, I said, um, in the garden, Adam said, if the bushes are rocking, don't come a knocking. <laughs> <laughs> I said, God wants you to have uh, the mind blowing, boot knocking, bush rocking <laughs> sex you could have. Anyway, uh, but that's not what intimacy is necessarily. No. Intimacy is, um, is, is developing a relationship through communication. Yeah. Uh, and so in Song of Solomon, she says, let me see your face, let me hear your voice. That's, that's intimacy. Whenever you hear that language in the Bible of face to face, that's the language of friendship. It says right. that Moses spoke to God as one who speaks face to face with a friend. Uh, and so she's, she's wanting to develop this friendship. Now, the thing with men and women is that men and women develop their friendships differently. Uh, by and large, sociologically, there's three different types of marriages. There's back-to-back marriages. That's when you're no longer soulmates, you're roommates. That's when you go from lovers and friends to strangers and enemies. So you're back-to-back, right? You're not connected together. There's no intimacy in a back-to-back marriage. The other one is shoulder to shoulder. This is we're working together. We're coworkers. Like you do this, I do this. You take out the trash. I'll pick up the kids. You make dinner. You do these things, right? It's shoulder to shoulder. And a lot of marriage is shoulder to shoulder, but it's so important to get face to face time because face to face is where intimacy is built. Yeah. Now men build their relationships shoulder to shoulder. Like this is how me and you have become friends is we're working together. This is how me and Brandon uh, became friends. We were in a band together. This is how me and Bo, we planted the church together. If you ask, hey, who who are my friends? I could tell you all of the ways that we met Mm -hmm. and all the things that we do. You know, but I, I really couldn't tell you what um, Brandon's favorite ice cream is. Yeah, you know? that's okay. Yeah, like it's, it's but coffee, you, by the way, you and your best friend Ron. Yeah, how did y'all meet? 
We met, um, well, we met at school, but we became friends because he came to help me with my internet. Yeah, he set your internet up. Yeah, he yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how you met your wife, is it? <laughs> no. And she did not ask me to set her internet Yeah, you up. didn't fall in love with her while you were like, you know, like fixing, yeah. fixing a car or something like that, you know? You, it, was, it was the face-to-face mm-hmm. as you guys got to be friends. Because w- women typically build that. Like, Ashley, she has like FaceTimes her friend. Like, right. her friend Andrea, like, they're just like FaceTiming. Like, oh, hey, let's catch up. I'm like... Ethan tries to FaceTime me. I'm like, hey, call me like a normal person so I can ignore you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like that's how I build my friendships, like normal people just ignoring you. Uh, and so, but, but if we get together and do something, well, that's a lot better bonding. Now here's where this applies. And I'll ask you in a sec how your wife and you handle this, but here's how it applies to marriage is that men need to have face to face time with their wives, turn off the TV, sit down, look each other in the eyes and say, how was your day? And then when she starts talking, you feel like, I don't have anything to say. Just say this guys, take a tip. Okay. Just say this. And then what happened? If you ask that, oh my gosh, she's going to go for another 10 minutes. And then you just go, uh-huh. Dude, it's such a great uh-huh. point. And then you say, and then what happened? And she'll just keep going. Anything else? No. And then what happened? Boom, you're on it again. And you can get a What good, is that even like? You can get a good 45-minute face-to-face time, and all you need is this. And then what happened? And I'll just tell you, she will melt in your mouth, or, or <laughs> melt in your hands, melt in your mouth like an M&M yeah. or something like that, whatever the <laughs> saying is. Melt in your, how's the saying go? Melt in your mouth, not your hand. Oh, that's a different Song of Solomon verse. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> 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 anyway, but ladies need to have more shoulder-to-shoulder time with their husband. So what is something that uh, me and Ashley, we actually uh, read books together. We go for walks together. Uh, we try to do shoulder to shoulder. We do ministry together. She serves together. So she helps me with my sermons together. So she, we do shoulder to shoulder. What do, how do you and uh, Kayla work it out? I think we're really good at just being vulnerable yeah. with each other. So when we're talking and I can tell there's something in her voice, she can tell there's something in my voice and not like right now where there's a frog stuck in my throat, Yeah, but there's... <clears throat> maybe a hint of pain in the air, whatever it may be, we're really easy. We we're easily able to open up to each other. It's good. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and you, you take that the same with a good friend. Yeah. Right. What makes another part of being a good friend with somebody is vulnerability. Can yeah. I truly be myself around this person? It's good. And that's how you develop that intimacy, which is number four, enjoyable. I don't know if you knew this Trevor or not, um, but God wants you to enjoy your marriage. Believe it or not. I have been around so many uh, men who talk so negative about their wife. Crazy. I've been yes. around so many people who uh, are like, oh, don't get married. You know, settle, you're young, settle down. You know, don't settle down yet. You know, like, like, ah, man, you don't even enjoy your marriage. Like, but God wants you. In fact, God commands us to enjoy marriage. Yeah. Uh, and that's the E is to be enjoyable. Uh, marriage should not be something that's endured. Marriage is something that should be enjoyed. Uh, Song of Sol- or Ecclesiastes actually talks about this in Ecclesiastes 9.9. He says, enjoy your life with the wife of your youth. Enjoy every day under your vain life in the sun. And that word vain means brief. Like life goes by so fast. God says, hey, stop, smell the roses, take your wife on a date and enjoy <laughs> your life. You know, I think we can get so busy working in our marriages that we forget to step back and enjoy our marriage together. Uh, and, and this is something that I'm extremely guilty of, especially as a type three personality, uh, very performance driven. Uh, I'm, you know, three on the Enneagram. I'm an achiever, high D on the disc. So I will be always working. And, and when I do that, I neglect my wife and kids. Yeah. And I think I'm providing a better life for them, but really they're missing me. 
Uh, they're missing spending time with me. And so I need to make that extra effort to go the extra mile to be able to enjoy spending time with, with my wife. And I know that's something that you and Kayla are really good at because y'all really laugh and y'all enjoy one another's company all yeah. the time. She's always calling you at work. I have to get on to you. I'm like, <laughs> who's calling you right now? On her one lunch break a day. Yeah. And, and so like, he's yeah. like always talking to his wife. I'm like, man, I need to talk to my wife a little bit more. <laughs> So yeah. what do you, what do you guys do to make sure you keep the fun going? We just make sure we, again, it's about vulnerability, but that's about like just allowing yourself. We're both goofy people. Yeah. Especially, I mean, it's funny. Like if, if other people would ask about us, like, Hey, who's the funny one? They would maybe assume me because I'm trying to be funny. Yeah. I don't think you're that funny though. Hey man, I'm trying to be funny. There's I think. too many animal references. I put it out there a little too often, but if you were to see us in our house, Kayla is by far way funnier than Yeah. Me. Yeah. So it's basically... Just shenanigans. Yeah. You know, 24-7. Yeah. I, lo- I love that. Whether she's screaming show tunes in a weird <laughs> accent in the shower or, you know, just crazy stuff. Yeah. But that's all about just enjoying life together, yeah. enjoying one another. Um, I, I think that's important for us uh, to take each other, to take, to take our spouse out on a date, to go on vacations together, to to do our Bible reading plans in the morning, Trevor, uh, to do all of these things. It's so important for us to set up our home and to set up our life in a way that we actually enjoy. And that kind of goes back to being fruitful together, yeah. having these conversations. What do you enjoy? What do you like? Which leads to the next one is, what do you need? Ecclesiastes says um, that you know two is better than one, but a three, threefold cord is not easily broken. Right when life is hard, when life is difficult, a friend helps you get through those tough times, yeah. and that's where you're talking about this vulnerability. Like we need to be there for one another to support one another, yeah. uh, so that way we can be strong together. We need we need one another. In our day and age, people always talk about like I don't need anybody, which oftentimes is people who've been hurt. I don't need no man. Yeah, which is which is why people say that. I, I personally believe that from my experience as a pastor, people only say that because they've been hurt before. Yeah. It's a wall that people build up. Yeah. I'm not going to let anybody in. You know what? Those walls eventually become prisons. Mm-hmm. You think you're putting it up to protect yourself, but really you're just building a prison to so that no one will ever love you again. And that's exactly what you're doing. And so when people say, I don't need anybody, what they're really saying is, I have been hurt somewhere in my past, um, and I am now built walls up to where I'm not going to let anybody in. But that's against what the Bible teaches. Yeah. It says that one, you know, two is better than one. Like you're going to get beat up. Two is better than one, so get married. But a three four, threefold cord is not easily broken. That's the covenant. That's God in the middle of that marriage that's going to sustain and hold both of you. So uh, a friend is needed. And then the next one is a friend is dependable. Uh, my daughter, my daughters are named Esther Sun and Ruth Moon. Uh, and those are actually Korean names. Uh, Ruth uh, Ru- uh, Moon and Sun are Korean names because my wife's Korean. Um, but in this verse, it says, you are, it says this, he says, uh, who, he says, you are beautiful as the moon and bright as the sun. And so my daughter's names are Ruth Moon and Esther Sun. And he's telling his wife, you're more beautiful and you're brighter than the sun and the moon. Uh, and what he's saying is like, you're dependable. Like, yeah. I don't have to worry about the sun rising or the moon setting. Like, it's going to be there for me tomorrow. And that's a beautiful picture of what a marriage is supposed to be, that you know that no matter what comes your way, hell or high water, you don't have to worry about this person giving up on you. Yes. Like, they're going to be there for you. One of the things, me and Ashley, we just don't say, we just don't say the D word in our marriage. We just don't, divorce is not on the table. Divorce is not an option. We're going to get help or we're going to kill each other, but divorce is not an option. Right. 
Or we use it as a joke all the time. Oh, you do? It's a punchline. Is yeah. it? Well, I mean, you're taking the power away from it? Absolutely. It's not, it's not a threat, right? You don't give it the power. Exactly. You don't give it the power. Yeah. And so you, you just say like- There's over trivial things. You're like, like ah, I'm going to divorce you. You ate my Doritos. I want a divorce. Yes. I want a divorce. One more time. One more time. Hmm. <laughs> Different philosophies. That's okay. yeah, totally different philosophies. <laughs> we, we, it's just it is thou is the name that shall not be mentioned in our yeah. home, and so uh, we don't. <laughs> we just we just don't. It's just not on the table. We just don't bring it up. We don't talk about it. So we'll 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 seek marriage counseling. We get help, but we're going to be there for one another through thick and thin, through up and down. When we said for better or worse, we mean it, and we're going to choose better. You know, we're going to make sure that we're going to be dependable for one another, which leads to the final point: F R I E N D. S. Did you ever figure out if it's an acronym? It is not an acronym. It is not. No. Okay. Uh, the last one is S. Uh, it's sanctifying, right? And this is what a marriage is. Marriage is sanctifying. Uh, the big marriage verse uh, in Ephesians chapter five, it says um, that a husband is to love his wife like Christ loves the church, to present, to sanctify by the washing of the water with the word. That idea of sanctification is that your spouse is, Tim Keller says it beautifully. He talks about your spouse being like an unfinished uh, sculpture. They're just like a chunk of marble. And they asked David uh, or Michelangelo, how did you carve David? And he said, I just removed all the pieces that didn't belong. And that's what marriage is. You're sanctifying the other person by removing the pieces that don't look like Jesus. You're helping them grow in, in holiness and godliness and wisdom. You're helping them become who God has created them to be. We're not looking for a perfect spouse. We're allowing God to do the perfect work inside of us. And that's what marriage is. It's sanctifying one another. So that way we can pursue after him together. Amen. And this is, what, this is what it's all about. This is the way it was intended the garden, that Adam and Eve would walk with God and walk together. And so you and your wife, me and my wife, you and your spouse are to walk with God together because that's how sanctification works. It's how it started in the garden and it's how it's supposed to be in Song of Solomon and it's how it's supposed to be in our marriage because it's about us walking and journeying and growing in our relationship with one another and with God. And that's what friendship truly is. So there we go. Amen. Yep. And that is an acronym. Is it? Yes. What is it? No, what you just said. Oh, yeah, it is. Everything we just said. This is. is not. It is. Well, hey, like, comment, share, subscribe. And we will see you guys next week for another episode of The Rundown. Later, guys.